We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just uh, resiliency and bouncing back. In uh, you know, at, after watching uh, last night's game, you know we did a lot of good things in that game and, and fell short in the end. And then uh, Philadelphia has been playing as well as anyone in the league, and so we knew it would be a big test for us. And uh, we started off, you know, got in a hole. But I thought our, our bench came in and gave us a big lift. And then when the starters came back, they were terrific when they came back. And then it was just a good, good team win all the way around. Uh, Jibo, worst three-point team in the league, but no Evan Fournier or Obi Toppin tips. Um, I... I don't know. I guess you're referencing the fact that we are a very bad three-point shooting team and Fournier doesn't play and Toppin hasn't played much. Like, it's an imperfect roster. Um, again, I, I who do you want out of the rotation? Or do you want to go to a 10-man rotation? And if you go to a 10-man rotation, it brings into it all the issues that come with playing that rotation in terms of more difficult to stagger, the whole thing. Like, you know, this is one of those comments where it's like, I look at this column and then I look at this other thing and I one plus one equals two. It's not that simple, unfortunately. Um, thanks, Jibo. Kenny Rose, the resilience of this team and the grit of Brunson. He is a gritty guy, isn't he? He's very gritty. Man, am I going to have a tough time? Oh, my Lord. I have to do. St- I, I do stars of the weekend in my newsletter. And when they play two games, I still only give out three stars. How the how the frig am I going to boil down this weekend to giving out just three stars? Brunson has to get one. I like I'm giving some to Julius Randle. Um, and Fournier. I mean, it has to be Fournier. So that means no stars for Hardenstein. No stars for. Deuce? No stars for Grimes? I thought Grimes played pretty well over the weekend. It's going to be hard. I got to really sit sit with this. Thanks, Kenny. Forgotten NYC. Can we take 10 seconds to laugh at the Nets? <laughs> See, that you'll get a genuine laugh from me because I'm laughing at the comment. That's good. Oh, fuck Brooklyn. Thank you for getting NYC. Chris, what's going on, Chris? How you doing, man? Thank you for the generous contribution. 
Hey, John, been watching your post game since the We Here season when they were on Periscope. Yeah, we did. We did start off on Periscope that year, didn't we? Because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I've been here silently every night since then. Man, thank you for being aboard and thank you for watching. Um, I promise you, I don't take it for granted. A lot of options to go watch other people who are better than me after th- these games. So thank you for watching um, us. This is my first super chat because I'm no longer broke. Thanks for everything. Well, I'm glad that you're not broke anymore. And um, even if this is your only super chat ever, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. And uh, you saved your, saved your nine ninety nine up for a good one. So thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. Uh, Augie Rodriguez. What's going on, Augie? Um, I don't have a comment for you. Hopefully Justin can get something in and let me know what you said, but thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate it. I know we have a lot of people watching before. I hope we still have a lot of people watching now. Um, good stuff. Robert Cross, the legend of GMAC. Is it viable? So this is a coach for GMAC. I'm going to channel GMAC. Is it viable to get coach BTB to teach the Knicks to break the press? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. The thing that I found most astounding about that, when they, the bad one, the bad possession, is that Brunson picked up or like like stopped. He stopped moving. He had two guys on him and he just like stopped moving. I don't think he picked up his dribble at first, but he definitely stopped moving in the backcourt. And I was like, what, what, what are you doing? And then Deuce saves it. And then it goes to, what was it, Grimes, then Randall? And then Randall was like, ah, what do we do? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I really, maybe, maybe Fred Katz could do us a solid and um, at the next practice day or something like ask, like, do, do you guys like, what, what is, what is the practice time spent on breaking the trap? You know, Um, because I'm as curious as anyone. I'm as curious as anyone. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini with another one. Dom, you're in over the years. You, you've been you've been too much. Seriously, dude. Really appreciate your generosity. How about not letting a late double digit lead turn into a one possession game for fucking once? Finally, <laughs> color me overly optimistic, but I wonder if these last three games are a sign that they're starting to turn a corner. You know, I. I <clears throat> I wonder what that would look like um, in terms of being better down the stretch of games, perhaps. I don't think this team can get much better on offense. They're the eighth. Just say it out loud and think about it for a second. This is the eighth ranked offense in the league. We are, <laughs> we are 55 games into this basketball season, and the New York Knicks have the eighth best offense in basketball. When you say it out loud, it sounds insane. And yet here we are. And more insane, they have the eighth best offensive basketball, despite having, I believe, last I checked, a bottom six or bottom seven effective field goal percentage. So it means they are doing literally everything else as well as you could reasonably expect to be able to overcome that level of poor shooting 
and to get to this place in the offensive uh, rating rankings. So I don't think they could get that much better on offense. Maybe they're getting better in late game situations. Defensively, we know they could get better and Mitch is going to help with that. So, okay, that's fine. Um, so then at the end of the, I, I think the, the ball, the ball has moved pretty well. The ball has moved better of late. I think that's an important thing. Um, I think you're ultimately just talking about where, where can they get in the standings? And they're a half a game behind Miami. They are four games behind Cleveland. And they're four and a half behind Brooklyn. Now you want to tell me Brooklyn falls apart? Not with KD, they're not. Now if they trade KD, then we could start having conversations about, oh, maybe we get into sneaking that five seed. I believe they're not. I don't think they're going to trade KD. But, um, you know, you know what I'd love? You know what I'd really love? I'd love for them to go into the playoffs, get the six seed, and have people, national media people, not talk about them like, oh, well, such and such third seeded team caught a break because they're playing the Knicks. I'd love that. I'd love the conversation to be like, this is going to be a tough series for whoever it is. You know, that would, that's the goal. That should be the goal. That's a good goal to me. Dan Hidalgo, 423 in the fourth. Julius rips the offensive rebound from Embiid. The offensive rebound. See, that's not the one I was thinking of. I'm thinking of a defensive rebound that he got. 423 offensive. I see it. And then it ended up in a 48 missed jumper. I'll go, I'll go back and watch that. Um, Dan, thank you for, for pointing that out. Cause I didn't, that wasn't the one that I forgot or uh, that I remembered, but I will check. Thanks, Dan. Andrew Claudio <laughs> clears throat, <clears throat> steps to Mike. Ahem. <laughs> oh, I know what that's in reference to. Where Brooklyn at? Oh, that's right. They're in Dallas. Hope you enjoyed The Last of Us, Andrew. Please don't spoil it for me. Uh, Jay Vertical. What's going on, Jay Vertical? Um, John, what a win. So proud of this team as a member of the Deuce Hive. Cheers to you. How do you feel as a ceiling of Avery Bradley for him? Reminder, it is year two. So, I don't, what was it? I was doing research. I was doing research for like, uh, oh my God, I was writing, oh, let's talk about Talk about the free time I used to have. I was writing an article on Zaire Williams and because he was a very highly rated prospect and went on to have like a very bad um, or not, not a very good season at Stanford. And I, I went and did like a deep dive into like what's better or maybe, you know what? Maybe it was like a summer column. I don't know. Maybe it was a, I, I but I remember seeing Avery Bradley because I remember I was doing research on like guys that were like, very low rated recruits. And then they got drafted 
very high versus guys who were like highly rated recruits and ended up getting drafted maybe lower than they should have been. And the reason I'm going through this uh, very uh, boring diatribe, I'm sure, is because I'm fairly certain that Avery Bradley was like a pretty highly rated recruit um, and like had some real, real ball skills as opposed to um, Deuce, who's like, I think he's really building his offensive game from the ground up. And I think that's always kind of been the question with him, because again, I think football was his first sport. I like it as a comp. The thing that's tough is I think Avery had a little bit more size, a little bit more size. And I have to check that. I don't say that with much conviction, but it, I, from what I remember about like watching Avery, like I remember you could put Avery on most wings or most shooting guards, excuse me, shooting guards. I know he was small as you six, three um, and deuce. I don't know what deuce looks at. He probably listed six, two, six, three himself, but Avery feels a little bigger to me. Um, he ended up being the 19th pick in the draft, but Avery could score like scoring was never an issue for him, even though it took him a while to get into the rotation. Maybe that's not nuts. Maybe that's not crazy. I'm going to, I don't know if that's, maybe that is the right comp because he was a combo guard too. That's the other thing about Avery Bradley, right? Is he came like they tried to make him a, into a, a combo or a, a more of a true point guard at Texas. And then he came in and he was a more of a combo guard in the pros, you know, which is obviously what deuce is going to be. He's going to be a combo guard. I like that. I like that. I'm going to, I want to, rev- I'm going to, I'm going to try to revisit that at some point. Thank you, Jay vertical. Appreciate that. Uh, Hamdy M heading down to Orlando tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Good. Please make sure they win. My daughter and I have a trip planned to watch our first Knicks road game flying down tomorrow and coming back on Wednesday. I am incredibly jealous what I wouldn't give to get going to play and go to Florida right now. And yes, to the Knicks game. I hope you have a great time, Hamdy. Um, do you have time to hit up Disney while you're down there? I don't know if your daughter's like Disney age, but to me, you're never too old for Disney. I went to Disney in October. I had a great freaking time. Um, but have a good, safe flight. Have a good, safe trip. Good stuff. And good luck. Kevin Danishevsky. Juice floater game is on point lately. Yes. Um, I think Fred wrote that he worked on that over the summer. Uh, opening things up. I know it's mean and, oh, goodness. And get well, but RJ may not be a fit here. Takes our firm. Thanks tonight, or good job uh, tonight, Tibbs. Nah, I, um, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. RJ's going to be fine. RJ's a good basketball player. He's going to be fine. I would like them to figure it out here. I really mean that. I would like for them to figure it out here. I would like for him to figure it out here. He needs to be better. I think he needs to adjust his priorities a little bit. I think the team needs to do a better job of facilitating his inclusion in the offense and just like I don't think they've handled him well in the last year. With everything that happened over the summer, there's 
there's a lot of stuff here to talk about, and it's certainly not all on RJ. Far from it. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Thanks, Kev. Jeremy Chase. What if I told you three NBA greats moved to Brooklyn for the culture? 30 for 30 presents Escape from New York, the high comedy of the Katie Kyrie Nets. My Lord. I'm guessing you're referring to um, DeAndre Jordan as the third NBA great. <laughs> I know you're talking about Harden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess this is really the end, right? This is the end today. Like officially, it's the end. Like I'll ne- I will never forget for as long as I live how I felt on June thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. I was apoplectic, and Brooklyn. Every net fan, all all eighty seven of them, were doing all kinds of victory laps, and they had every right to do so. And the entire Nets franchise had every right, even if they were handing over the keys, to do victory laps around the entire city of New York for getting those two guys. I don't care about the KD injury. Who cares? The guys were the greatest players of all time and they were doing victory laps. And, um, you know, it's, it takes more than two guys to make a basketball team. And they handed their over their team over to those two guys. And it didn't work. I'm not shocked. I'm a little surprised. And I'm very happy. (laughs) I'm very happy. Thanks, Jeremy. Bulldog boxing promotions. What's going on, man? Tips haters, where you at? Oh, trust me, they're still around. Stuck with hot hands and Evan and Deuce over Emmanuel Quickly and Grimes, who we love. Uh, No one on the Knicks Twitter. No one on Knicks Twitter would have done that. You're trying to get me to make snide comments about Nick's Twitter? Come on. Why are you trying to get me in trouble? I'm doing so well here. Um, it's, 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 it's sports commentary in 2023. It is what it is. If it wasn't this way, then I, I wouldn't be able to be doing here doing what I'm doing. So I'm not going to, so they're not going to cast the first throw, cast the first stone. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I think he pressed the right buttons tonight, to your point. Um, and Deuce plus 34 and oh my God, is that real? Deuce was a plus 34 in 34 minutes. How did I miss that? Just an awful job by me that I missed that. I'm gonna just confirm. Not that I don't believe you, but I'm gonna confirm. Deuce McBride, man. I knew he had a good game, but. Holy shit. Deuce McBride plus 34 <laughs> in 23 minutes. That's got to be up there for the high season highs and p- plus minus, right? Um, <clears throat> Great job by Deuce. I'm actually going to check right now. All right. Next, uh, as I check Deuce's uh, super chats or su- uh, Deuce's plus minus. Um, flashy. What's going on, Flashy? Great talent, great showing of why Tibbs likes players like Deuce over Cam, max effort. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. <sighs> Look, I again, I, I've, I've been trying to hold my tongue on the Cam thing because I... Like, 
people people commenting on why Cam Reddish is not in the rotation. And then those people who, again, many of those, if not all of those people would like the coach to be fired as if even regardless of whether Cam Reddish existed or not, then to use that as evidence justification for like, you must fire this man today. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting on a soapbox right now. I, I'm not in the mood, but like, just, I want to point out, we are commenting on situations about which we have a percentage, percentage of the available information. And it is not a big percentage. It is a small percentage about the available information. Because there's so much that goes into preparation and attitude and what kind of a teammate you are and how you prepare every night and how you walk into practice and how you conduct yourself in all manner of ways to say nothing of the fact that the last game that we saw him play in uniform for the Knicks, he was a player who might have well have as as well have written trade me on his sneakers the way he played it that the way he played that night and there are other franchises and different coaches for which you could get away with that shit and once upon a time we were the poster child for that franchise where guys could go out and give that level of effort not the effort Deuce gives but the effort Cam gave in that last Dallas game the last game he saw the court and you know Oh, it's the Knicks. Yeah, it's fuck it. It's fine. And now we have a coach who doesn't stand for that, who wants to put guys like Deuce and Grimes and Quickly and like guys who play the right way. And, you know, people want to fire him for that. I, again, there are, there are days I do this where I'm like, am, am I in the insane asylum? What, what What's happening here? Did I not watch the last 20 years? Or whatever, you know what I mean. So, in short, yes. Here's to guys who fucking try, and here's to a coach who plays guys, play guys who fucking try. Thanks, Flashy. H1 Mello, what's going on, H1? Quick note that will get forgotten because everyone's great performance tonight. Obi's. Defense as of late has been amazing. Big fan of KFS from London. Well, first of all, thank you for watching from London. Thank you for being a Nick fan from London. And thank you for making us your go-to place to, um, you know, keep you in the loop. Uh, as for Obi's defense, it has been good, which I, I'm, my mind is working through here because it's like, again, if you're trading for Jared Vanderbilt, I don't want to go back to this again, but I'm just you're training for him because of his defense. Well, think about what Obi's been giving you defensively. Is there anything that Obi's been giving you defensively where it's like you're really losing much? Like, okay, there are moments, right? There was a moment when he first checked into the game in I forget if it was after he first checked into the game in the uh, in his first stint or his second half stint, but he it was um either a miss shot or a miss free throw. <clears throat> And he had the ball and he didn't secure it properly. And I think it was Matisse Thibault got the ball from him and it turned into 
it was a, it continued the possession for Philly and I'm fairly certain they scored on that possession. Now that is the sort of thing that will drive a coach insane, right? But it's one play. It's one play. And I think part of the conversation always is like, well, well, how do you value those plays? Like, is it that the more egregious a play is, the more you consider it, or you have to always look at the whole sample size. Like he's not perfect, but I completely agree with you. He's been fine. And, and overall watching the larger sample size of his, Really, I got to stop futzing around with my daughter's toy car under here. Um, the you know, the more you watch him, you don't feel like you're you're losing anything big by having him be out there on the defensive end of the court. So, yeah, good comment uh, from London. Shout out to you, man. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Luke Johnson, win. Didn't mind the broadcast. JJ's a great analyst. Shout out to JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick is awesome. Uh, I'd like to get JJ Reddick on the Knicks Film School podcast. Andrew, maybe we could work on that. Um, I thought he did a really nice job. And I got to say, I got to say, people are going to kill me for this. And they're going to think I'm doing it because he came on the podcast. I didn't hate RJ tonight. I didn't hate Richard Jefferson. I actually thought he was, even when they were the Knicks were getting murdered in the beginning of the game, he was like, he made sure to add contacts like the Knicks played last night. They had a heartbreaking loss. Um, and he was like trying to keep it positive. Appreciated that. But I think JJ, 
I don't know. JJ Redick, he kind of gives me a little bit of the Tony Romo vibes as far as uh, a color guy um, in the, in the booth. Well, not literal booth for basketball, but like I get, I get the Romo vibes. I think he's, I'd love to see him on eventually work his way up to doing national broadcasts. I think that'd be really cool. Thanks Luke. Sam Garcia with another one. I hope Danny Ainge was watching tonight. Come on. Screw Danny. Let, let trader Danny, uh, spend the trade deadline with his, with his right hand for once. Uh, my Deuce McBride's previous season high in terms of plus minus, by the way, was plus 19. So he blew that motherfucker out of the water. He was plus 34 tonight. Great job by him. Really. <clears throat> Danny Gardner. Hi, Danny. How are you? Hope all is well. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I loved the flexibility from Thibodeau with rotations tonight. I wish it happened every game. Separate, I love Joe Sy for not wanting to send Kyrie to LA. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think with Tibbs, part of the issue is that he he has shown he's shown in the past he'll go with hot hands. And if a guy's having a great game defensively, he'll leave the guy in that's having a great defensively, great game defensively. I think the issue with him is he has sacred cows and Julius being the sacred cow last season is what many of us, including myself put the, the, all of the bad from last season. I I put so much of it into the fact that that relationship between Tibbs and Randall became, became toxic in that very specific way. By and large though, I do think Tibbs is pretty good about, Subs and like now, this does not go for last season when he kept riding with the starting lineup past the point of like no return and it was in, it got to the point of insanity. But I also think that was like later in the season and I think there was something more going on there, um, especially with like Kemba and it was a bad state state of affairs at the front office. But whatever, he has to own that. The point is, this has not been a strength of his by and large. But I do think he has the ability to do it, and I'm happy he did it tonight. So, yeah. Good stuff, Danny. Appreciate that. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. I need to acknowledge that Tibbs has his team prepared and competitive on most nights. Hashtag Sunday special. Hashtag 53 wins. He doesn't have them prepared and competitive on most nights. He has them prepared and competitive on every night. This is the one thing I will go to. I will, I will, I cannot give you leeway here. He has so many faults as a coach. (laughs) Faults that I don't feel comfortable speaking about because I think it's all part of a larger ecosystem and I'm not behind the scenes, but like from the outside looking in, there are things that go wrong that we can point to and say, this is going wrong and that's going wrong and that's going wrong (laughs) as people are happy to do night after night. Um, in these in these post games, preparedness and competitive is the competitiveness is not a thing that ever goes wrong or goes wrong so extraordinarily and frequently in comparison to the vast majority of NBA teams that it cannot be considered anything but his I would argue his greatest strength. 
that's why you hire Tom Thibodeau as a, as a head coach and why you deal with all of the other shit because your team is going to be prepared and they're going to be competitive. So, yeah. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> Love you. Hope Oregon's treating you well. Uh, Jessica with another one as, as uh, head of the Luca fan club, how do you think he's going to deal with Kyrie? Also, how long before Kyrie, Alex Jones, and Joe Rogan start a podcast? Oh, my God. Um, I think Kyrie is right where he belongs. <laughs> I can't wait for the first photo op between uh, Kyrie and uh, Ted Cruz. That's going to be fun. As for Luca, mm, I find it very interesting that there are reports that have emerged today which state that the Mavs are not necessarily going to offer Kyrie Irving a long-term contract. Um, Which speaks to me or says to me that they perhaps are unsure about how Luka Doncic is going to deal with Kyrie Irving and how Kyrie Irving is going to fit on their team. And the reason I find that so interesting is that they dealt today like Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know. Is he an asset? I don't know if he's an asset, but like he's a good player on a deal that like, I think if, if you ask most teams like, Hey, if you didn't have to like sacrifice other talent on your roster, would you want Spencer Dinwiddie at 20 million bucks next year on a one year deal? I bet you if, some teams would say yes. He's a good player. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, bargain contract, good player. 2029, unprotected, first-round pick. Big fucking deal to send that pick out, which is all to say this. They gave up real stuff to get this guy. And so, to answer your question, I have no idea how Luke is going to deal with Kyrie. But it seems like they're uncertain as the answer to that question. And for them to make this trade and be uncertain about the answer to that question, I understand if they let Kyrie walk, it still opens up cap space. And I understand they still have a lot of draft assets and they got Josh Green to put together some sort of a package for another star. I get all of that. But man, you want to talk about a franchise that is screaming to me that they're a little bit desperate? It's the Mavs right now. Because... If he fucking walks or if they if they it doesn't go well and they don't want to give him a four-year contract, what are you doing this summer? Are you overpaying your own guy, Christian Wood? Are you are you praying that like Fred Van Vliet will take all of your money? I mean, I mean, look, who knows? Maybe they have inside knowledge that Fred Van Fleet's going to be sitting there waiting for them. And honestly, that wouldn't be the worst outcome. If they traded for Kyrie, they unloaded Dinwiddie's. Um, and and Finney Smith's salary, they signed Fred Van Fleet, and they retained enough fungible fungible salaries to uh, package with picks, and then get maybe a third guy. Um, not the worst outcome, and like like there's a world where that it works out for them, and and then it'll be fine, maybe with or without Kyrie. It's just like, man, this guy's. I'm with you, Jessica. You know I love Luca, and this guy's so freaking talented. He's a generational player. And they're playing so fast and loose with his career. Um, and he might want to leave. So, I don't, I don't know. 
We'll see what happens. I, I wish I had more answers for you. I have no, I'm just as fascinated as you are. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Forgotten NYC with another one. Does Kyrie trade make Brunson a replacement all-star? In my book, it does. I think so. I think it's him or Siakam. And it just depends on what the voters value. Is Pascal Siakam on paper having a better year than Jalen Brunson? Yes. By the slightest of margins. Yes. Like, is Jimmy Butler a better player than Jalen Brunson? Yes. But it seems like when the coaches voted, they valued games played and they valued winning. So if you're a coach and you value games played and you value winning, it's an easy decision. It's the guy that plays for the Knicks. Thanks for gotten. Appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini, who's up for a game of flag football? LOL. I turn on the TV and I'm like, this isn't a sport. It's the entertainment and sports network. This is neither entertaining nor a sport. What are you doing? Awful. Awful job. Terrible. Egregious. Fire everybody. Thank you, Dom. Uh, Sam Garcia's mom, of course, we have to get. I wonder where Sarah Garcia's dad is. I don't know. Rep for Garcia family tonight. Sam's dad is in L.A. for the Grammys. Oh, congratulations. I hope he's having a good time. I did not know the Grammys um, were happening. It's a bad job by me. Off topic, Sam turns 21 on February 25th. Party in um, CBUS. I don't know what CBUS is. I'm sorry. Need a Grimes City jersey. Hashtag Grimes. Hashtag six jersey. So Sam Garcia is not yet 21. I don't even know if he's old enough to be listening to this post game. Uh, Sam, uh, you have a great mom and a great dad and a great family and a great roommate and a great whatever else. Um, happy early birthday. I hope you have a great time. And uh, don't do what I did on my 21st birthday, which is do uh, 21 seconds with the where they pour the beer down your throat for 21 seconds. Um. That beer did not stay down. It did not. Okay. Thank you, Sam Garcia's mom. Frank Miranda. Hey, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. Our KD dream is still alive, brother. Don't group me into that shit. That's your dream. That's not my dream. That's your fucking dream. Hashtag F them picks. Um, regarding KD, I'll just say briefly, if look, if KD, if the, if the Nets are going to take calls on Durant, I don't think they're going to listen. I don't think they're going to take New York's call. Should New York make a call? Absolutely. Should they try really hard to get in on KD? KD? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think they should. He's amazing. And I know he's been hurt, you know, a fair bit. But like, if you could get that dude... I take the chance. 
has to be, you have to though, when you make the trade, you have to have everything set. It's not like, all right, let's trade for KD and then we'll worry about problems X, Y, and Z later. No, 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 no. Everything has to be in place. I think some things are in place. I don't think everything is in place. Got to get everything in place. And then if you could trade for them and then you're like, all right, we have a contending team, then you do it. And you let the chips fall with chips fall where they may. Thank you, Frank. Haitian Ferg, credit to Evan's professionalism, credit to staying ready without complaint. Cam could use some of that. Evan showed character, solid play all around tonight. Completely agree. As far as Cam, uh, you know, look, I've spoken on Cam already. Cam thinks he's a star player who's not being treated as a star player. And like, it's funny that people took the report from Ian about like, oh, he complained to an assistant coach about his usage. Like, complain about your usage. You think Deuce McBride's complaining about how he's used? You think Emmanuel Quickly ever complained about how he's used? You think Quentin Grimes ever complained about how he's used? You think Jericho Sims ever complained about how he's used? Fuck, my God. The guy in the league who has the most, the biggest excuse to complain about his usage, Obi Toppin. You think he's complained about how he's used? You're going to complain about your usage? Because you want what? More shots? You want more creation opportunities? Because I guarantee you that's what it was. Come on. Give me a break. Evan Fournier, the guy's been in the fucking Olympics. He hasn't complained. That's what being part of a team is about. That's what team is. Team first. So you're me first or team first? If you're me first, I don't want you to play for my team. Team first. That's what Fournier is. Team first. We want those guys here. We don't want guys who aren't. Thanks, Asian. Juan Cruz, what's going on, Juan? Thank you for the generous contribution. Thank you, everybody, for the generous contributions tonight. Seriously. Hey, John, thanks for the amazing work. Roster shakeup, all the rumored trades, or a more flexible coach? Um, It's a good question. Uh, I don't... I think eventually they'll probably need a different coach. Um, I don't think that's the answer right now. Do I think they need a roster shakeup? No, I don't think they need a roster shakeup, and I, I don't really love any of the rumored trades, so <laughs> I don't know. I would have done the cam to uh, Dallas for Reggie Bullock, but I don't know. That, that ship may have sailed. Um, I mean, they just gave away one of their best defenders. They're going to trade another one of their best defenders for Cam Reddish? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> maybe just stay the course, play out this season. I think that's my answer, and then see what... Um, See what shakes loose in the offseason. That would be my my guess. Thanks, Juan. Appreciate it, man. Busy. What's going on, Busy? Since Kyrie got traded east to west and Seth got injured, does Kyrie take Steph's spot? And does now the East get an extra spot? If so, is it Jalen Brunson? Yeah, I, I think it should be JB. Regarding your question about whether the, the Kyrie takes Steph's spot, Steph Bondi brought that up in a tweet earlier tonight that I saw. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that question. I think this is I think this is unprecedented where a guy was an all-star in one conference got traded to the other conference 
before after he was either voted in or, or by the fans or voted in by the coaches and then um in in there was somebody that went got went out injured in that conference that he was traded to i if somebody remembers that happening please let me know dm me or email uh, nicksfilmschool at gmail.com i don't ever remember that happening so i have no idea what they're going to do busy it's a great question I wish I knew. Red Sarah check one. What's going on, Red? Thank you for the contribution. Uh, when was the last time we had so many visibly team first guys? IQ, Quentin Grimes, Deuce, Jalen Brunson. Um, I I actually I I might throw Hardenstein in there too. That dude, like I know he hasn't been good this year, but he's team first. Honestly, I I think you throw a few other guys in there. Anyway, it's been um it's been a long time. 90s? Probably the 90s. Two. For years, we had to watch Harden get frustrating fouls against us and see Jalen Brunson throw it right back at him. We never had that. It's nice to have a guard who could penetrate. That's what I will say. It is nice to have a guard who will penetrate the paint and could make shit happen and take advantage of your team's shitty defender for once. How you like them apples? I quite like them. Very much so. Thank you, Red. Appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini with another one. Dom, you're incredible. If JB is going to replace Kai B, then, uh, Kyrie, um, the Knicks got to win three of their next five games, move up to the sixth seed, and mostly behind Jalen Brunson. Sorry, but you can't have two all-stars at the seventh spot. Um, so go... Fucking get it, Jalen Brunson. I, I don't I don't know about that. I mean, again, like here here is what is happening as these games continue. Harden is playing more minutes, so the gap between him and Brunson, at least as a percentage of total minutes, is closing. Same thing with Jimmy Butler. And Pascal Siakam, though, his team, are they going to win some games? They're going to lose more games? Because I really do think they factored in Toronto's record into this. I, I I don't know who his biggest competition is, but I could see them going. So you're saying if they go two and three, it makes a difference as opposed to if they go three and two. I, I don't know. Just keep doing what he's doing. If he keeps doing what he's doing, I think he's got a good ch- chance. And also... I think the lead is the league is going to announce the replacement probably pretty soon after the trade is made official. And I would not be surprised if the trade is made official very soon, if it hasn't been made official already. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate that. Appreciate everything from you, man. Seriously. Will Oliver with another one. Hello again, Will. I hope you are well. Thanks for the love, John. Means a lot. Apologies for making things emotional around here. You don't have to apologize for that. I get emotional on my own, so it's not you. Appreciate the forum for venting. Been a brutal day. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can't imagine, actually. I lost all my, well, lost three of my grandparents when I was very young. And um, the one I lost when I was older, he had been really sick for a while. And, you know, kind of, we knew it was headed that way for a long time. So I, I don't know what you're going through. All I could say is that I hope. You're enjoying this and that you enjoy the win. And again, thanks to your grandma for making you a, uh, a Nick fan. 
Appreciate you, Will. Thank you so much. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one. Stop being humble. You are the best out there. Where is this coming from? I am. I am a guy with a wonderful wife. That's what I am. Who lets me spend time talking in front of a computer. Hours upon hours every day. And doesn't mind and gets here. It gets me this for Christmas. Nice bottle of Macallan 12. I broke out the big stuff, the good stuff for tonight. Oh, and look who's back. You want some? It's not half the bottle. And it's you got it for me for Christmas. It's February. It's been over a month. Not a monk here. Jesus. Thanks, Kevin. Red Sarachek, play of the game. Embiid's feet are stuck in Penn Station. I heart offensive rebound. Evan passes to Deuce. Deuce hits a three in crunch time, no less. Just like we drew it up. I agree that was the play of the game. If I was to vote for the moment of the game, that would be my moment of the game. But I'm not allowed to vote. So. Thanks, Red. Appreciate you. Bulldog Boxing Promotions with another one. Also, how great was the ga- delay of game on Tucker? I loved that. And I loved it in the moment because um, it gave Jalen Brunson a chance to go to the line and hit the free throw after, correct me if I'm wrong, he had missed one of two. Right? Didn't he miss one of two a little bit before that? I think so. So I liked him getting back to the line. I liked seeing him sink that free throw um, after that very, very, very silly Silly delay of game. Make sure I got my. Yeah, it was. It was after he missed missed a couple free throws actually in the in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> I'll take it. Whatever. Thanks, Bulldog. Appreciate it. Fargo too far. What's going on, Alex? Hey, I've been off the internet and TV today. Have I missed anything? <laughs> Deuce. I can't wait to actually watch the game. Let's fucking go. I don't know how you're missing these games, Alex. What are you doing? What's so important? Come on, man. Got to get with it. Get with the program. But I do admire you because you go back and you actually watch. For me, I've never been the guy that like, I'm the, I'm the person that rearranges my life to watch the live sporting event as opposed to like, I have more important things that I should be doing. So I will watch this on, on delay later. I've never been able to do that. So kudos to you for tending to whatever more important things you have to do. And it was good to hear from you. All right. Justin, is that it? Hey, okay. Um, Justin, I will. Can I implore you? I'm going to implore. I don't use that word very often. I'm going to implore Justin to come say hello. Justin was shy last night. Oh, wait, no, we have another super chat. Hold on. Sorry, I forgot to include that 7th Avenue will be shut down. That was courtesy of Red Sarachek. Thank you, Red. Appreciate it. One day, man, one day I'll shut it down with you. I promise. I'll be right there. I don't know what shutting down 7th Avenue entails. Hey, here he is, Justin. I'm here. Wearing the uh, sweatshirt from the musical group. that. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, when you were a kid growing up in Staten Island in the 90s, you did not have much to be proud of. We had Wu-Tang. Thank God for Wu-Tang. <laughs> and I was I was I was lucky enough to to have a few pieces of Wu wear myself back 
back in the day. That was fun. So, uh, what thoughts? What are your what's on your mind? You like the you like oh, the win today? Yeah, definitely one of the better wins of the season for sure. Um, they fought back hard. Um, I wasn't sure if they were actually going to pull it out. I was saying to a friend of mine that a lot I knew a lot of people were going to be upset if they lost this game because this is a game you would expect them to win going against the behemoth, as you said, and Joel Embiid and yeah. James Harden it seemed like they was going to pull it out in the end. But, you know, this team, this team has some serious fight in it. That's one thing you can definitely say about a Tom Thibodeau team. And I had a good time watching. It was definitely exciting to see in real time after the OT loss last night, which was so heartbreaking. Heartbreaking is a good word for the OT loss last night. It was hard. It really was heartbreaking. I felt so much for, um, I went back and cause I had to clip some of the plays for the newsletter and I went back and, um, watched the last possession of regulation several times and Julius's reaction in particular was, it, 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 it was like, it was heartbreaking. Um, as for like this game, and you you just said something that made me think of like when did I actually think that they were going to win this game? So Maxi's they fouled Maxi inexplicably with one thirty nine to go. He hit both free throws. It was one hundred four ninety six, and that's when Randall turned the ball over. But then Melton turned the ball over, and that's when Brunson stepped out of bounds. At that moment, I'm like they're going to lose the game when they had the chicanery with bringing the ball up and all of the nonsense. And then Harris missed the layup and then Embiid fouled McBride and McBride made one of two free throws. Even after he made one of two free throws, I was like, okay, they're up nine with one Oh nine to go. They could lose this game. (laughs) And then, and then Melton missed one of the two free throws. And then Sims got to the line and made and put him up by nine with, with 49 seconds to go. I think that's when I was like, when Sims made the first free throw up mm-hmm. nine, 49 seconds left. And then maybe even after the dunk, I don't know, man, I don't know. I but it was, it was, you didn't expect to win this game. It, it wasn't a reality until it was, you know, when I knew they were going to win this game. When, when I saw a dude splashing threes, like he was Steph Curry. Oh man. Yeah. You like this? You're a deuce guy. Yeah. I, um, I've always thought that he was a good defensive player, you know, like most people coming out of the draft. Uh, it was kind of surprising seeing him slip to the second round, um, even though he was an early second round guy. A lot of people thought he might have gotten in at that tail end of the first round. Yeah. But um, um, I was excited that he came to the Knicks and I was excited about the potential. I was paying attention to his stats in Westchester. I was seeing his offensive growth, how, how, how strong he was down there. You know, you hope when you send when you send a player to the G League, you hope to see them go down there and do the things that he was doing. He was leading the team in scoring, you know, assists, yep. doing, leading them to wins every every so often. Um, the Westchester Knicks have really become a big developmental ground for a lot of our young players, so it was good seeing him go down there and get those reps because we knew the possibility of him coming in for Tibbs, such a defensive-minded coach, was high, you know, somewhere down the line along the season. So now that he's actually getting those minutes and he's showing what he was showing in Westchester now, you know, the shot wasn't falling early at first, but – now that it's now that it's falling, um, I have nothing to say about it. I, I have no complaints. You know, a lot of people were complaining about his offensive production over the last couple of weeks, but I knew in time that would come. So I'm excited to see where he's going, and I like I like seeing him on the court. I I want I want him to stay in the rotation, barring some trade that I don't envision 
being a reality. I don't think it's going to be worth it to take him out of the rotation and kudos to the organization. They have two players currently in their nightmare rotation who are products of the, not products of the G league, but like put a lot of time in, in the G league in Sims and mm-hmm. deuce. So, you know, credit to them for that. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a good situation right now. This was good. I'm glad they got this win. Thank you for producing. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, we had a really long stream. Um, appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the contributions. Uh, let's go next. Giddy up, man. I love it. Okay. Uh, final reminder to anybody who may have missed it before because it was like an hour ago. I will be live the next three days around lunchtime. Yes, I'm being perfectly uh, purposefully vague because I'm not 100% sure of what my schedule is going to look like. It's going to be around noon. So uh, check uh, Twitter. We'll send out alerts and all that good stuff. And uh, I'll be talking whatever rumors, trades, anything that happens during the day. So you can come on, check that out or check it out afterwards in podcast form or uh, on YouTube. Thanks everybody for the contributions. Thanks everybody for coming to watch from all over the world. We appreciate you. We love you. We love you being part of this community and uh, we will See you again very soon. Giddy up. He's up. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.